ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Everybody, what's up? What's up? What's going on? What's good? Here we are, and this is the December 26, 2021 episode of the Boxing Source Radio Show. I'm your host, James Bell, the leader of the Boxing Source. On social media, you can follow the Boxing Source on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Uh, we do have the YouTube channel where we have our takes on various topics during the course of the week leading into our weekly podcast and this one is our year in special for 2021 uh, we had a fairly busy year 2021 of course uh picking things up from uh the break that we had uh last year in 2020 um you know from like you know March until June, so to speak, when it came to uh, actual boxing fights. But as far as like events were concerned, uh, you didn't really have that many uh, fights there with fans until pretty much around the fall of last year. But it really uh, picked up uh, in a sense this year. And uh, we did get a lot of uh, good fights over the course of the year. Some of them we will be uh, talking about. Uh, briefly here in a bit and uh, you know also hand out some quote-unquote year-end awards uh, to you know give homage to some of the performances uh, some of the surprises and other uh, things here over the course of the year in the sport of boxing so uh, that is what we're going to do here in this particular episode I know that you know we had some action last night um and uh you know we you know did have you know a few uh young uh fighters that did uh step in the ring uh last night um that was uh you know uh, gave a little bit of uh action uh there for those uh, that were able to uh watch on fox uh you had Vito Milnicki Jr uh that uh did step in the ring here against Nicholas DeLamba, uh, kind of like headline that event uh, over in Newark. Uh, that was like his second consecutive fight uh, there in Newark, New Jersey. He is um, from around that area, uh, particularly around uh, Roseland, New Jersey. So uh, he wanted to, you know, get him in the ring there. Uh, yes, on Christmas Day uh, in a 10-round bout, he was uh, there uh, you know, first time uh, in, in 10 rounds. And, you know, he was in there, you know, going up against uh, Nick DeLombo, who came in with a record of 16 and three. 
uh, had lost his last uh, fight before going into this particular bout. Um, you know, Nick DeLamba did, you know, have uh, just uh, one fight last year uh, where he lost to Richardson Hitchens uh, by unanimous decision uh, there in, in the 10-rounder. So, and, and pretty much got, and he got swept by Richardson Hitchens uh, in, in that one. So, um now, then he went up against uh, Vito Melnicki, so that was like another prospect, another guy that came into the ring with uh, 10 professional fights. Melnicki uh, came in there with a record of nine wins and one loss, uh, with the you know, sole loss being by decision to uh, James Martin. Didn't necessarily have that rematch with James Martin, uh, at least not as of yet, uh, but uh, you do you know, have him uh, going up against Nick DeLamba, uh, where you know, he pretty much tried to, you know, do his thing, uh, take his time as far as, like, scoring his shots on Nicholas DeLamba, particularly in the first few rounds. He had Nick DeLamba pretty much just have a high guard, put his hands up uh, close to his face, not really throwing any uh, punches that uh, pretty much at all, particularly in the first round. It was like compu box of uh, one punch landed out of eight punches thrown for Nicholas DeLamba in the first round. So, um, you know, I thought it was going to be an uh, uh, easy, easy victory there uh, for uh, Vito Melnicki Jr. And uh, it, it just uh, looked like it was going to be like a third round TKO victory as Melnicki was really pressing on the action uh, there in this particular fight, uh, you know. And uh thing about it is, it's like, you know, you had uh, – you know, Nikki tried to, you know, score well to the body. Uh, and, you know, after scoring well to the body, was coming upstairs, uh, you know, really affected, um, you know, uh, Nick DeLamba uh, there early. But then after that, you know, he kind of like took it easy a little bit, kind of took his time, wasn't as active in the middle rounds, did score some, did score some shots in. But, you know, after early, uh, activity from Nicholas DeLamba in the fourth round, uh, you kind of like seeing, you know, Vito, Vito Melnicki hold back a little bit. Uh, but, you know, after that, he pretty much was just scoring rounds, scoring rounds. And then at the 10th round, it was just like a little bit of a combination that, uh, you know, had the referee there, Eric Dolly, stop the fight in the 10th round. A uh, live shout out on the live chat, Major Key in the building. Uh, what's going on, Major Key? You know, uh, just uh, chopping it up here a little bit. Uh, you know, year-end show. Um, you know, just about a few more days left here in 2021. So wanted to just get in a little bit here with uh, this uh, last little fight that happened over at the Prudential Center. Uh, yes, he did have a Vito Melnicki Jr. win by 10th round stoppage victory over uh, Nicholas DeLamba uh, there. And he now has uh, 10 wins uh, here in his professional career with just that one loss. And this was, you know, his first 10-round bout. So he did get a good amount of, you know, um, uh, you know, rounds in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The corner there for uh, Nick DeLamba did, you know, kind of like step in. You had the doctor uh, over there on that side uh, there for Nick DeLamba step up and, and say that they'll stop, you know, they're going to stop the fight, you know, with the amount of punishment that, uh, you know, DeLamba was taken over the course of those 10 rounds. So, um, 
you know, in the in the tenth round, I just pretty much thought that it was gonna go to full ten. I didn't think that it was, you know, <laughs> gonna be uh, stopped at that particular point. Uh, there were no, you know, no real knockdowns in the fight. Uh, yes, uh, Delamba was, you know, hurt a few times over the course of the fight, but nothing to where uh, he would be, you know, either down on one knee or uh, kind of like get forward to be down on the canvas. But Vito Melnicki uh, was able to get that win. Uh, like I said, he's now uh, 10 wins with one loss and seven of those wins by way of knockout. Uh, you also had, uh, you know, fights with uh, Joey Spencer. Uh, there where he did uh, beat Limberth Ponce uh, to stay unbeaten. Now he's 14-0. Uh, you also had um, a win here by uh, Kenny Sims Jr. over Keyshawn Williams. He was able to uh, give Keyshawn Williams his first professional loss there in the welterweight division. Uh, you did have, you know, a few a few uh, fighters there that were, you know, young, young cats. So um, I know I had, like, one of my guys that uh, did – uh, attend this particular card. I, I'm wondering if he'll be able to chime in uh, here a little bit later, but it was that. Um, yeah, I pretty much uh, agree. Yeah, it was going to be, uh, I thought it was going to be, uh, you know, all 10 rounds and be like a sweep unanimous decision win for Vito Melnicki. Uh, yeah, and, you know, from the scorecards that were out there, uh, they pretty much, you know, had him almost in the sweep uh, up to that point. Uh, only one judge gave uh nick delombo one round you know uh through those nine rounds going into the 10th so um once that last round was uh going through it was almost going to be like a clean sweep uh, there for vito melvin nicky but you know you had the uh doctor step up and you know stop the fight giving mel nicky that tko win uh right there so uh you did you know have uh like i said a, a few uh fighters out there that you know are, are kind of like considered prospects there, like, you know, Joey Spencer. Uh, you did have uh, Yovis Gomez uh, get a first-round TKO over uh, last year's uh, favorite fighter, so to speak, Clay Collard. Um, and uh, he goes to 5-0. and um, You had uh, Rajon Chance going up against Elon DeJesus. Uh, that was like the – I think that was the co-feature about uh, there, Ray John Chance versus Elon De Jesus. Uh, that was like a, a rematch there, uh, where uh, Ray John Chance is able to win by split decision. Uh, you know, uh, for uh, Kenny Sims, uh, he won by unanimous decision, uh, with two scores of 79 73 and one score of 77 to 75. So, uh, you know, it was pretty much like a uh, uh, thing of, I guess, uh, Williams wasn't uh, quite ready uh, there for a fighter like uh, Kenny Sims. So uh thing about it is, it's like, you know, I, I, I guess there's sometimes when you have these matchups uh, that, you know, maybe they feel like these uh, young guys are ready uh, for those that are a little bit more experienced. But here, uh, that wasn't quite the case. So uh, you did have that. Uh, as um, one of the bouts where, you know, a young undefeated fighter kind of like got tripped up a little bit. Uh, they're going up against a more experienced fighter uh, there. So, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, um, yep, ended up being a, you know, unanimous 
uh, decision win uh, there for uh, Kenny Sims Jr. Not not a uh, split decision uh, there, major key. Um, so yeah, you kind of like lost out on, on on that particular one there. Um, but uh, th those are like uh, most of the fights that did uh, take place uh, there on uh, Fox and Fox Sports One uh, broadcast over at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, and that kind of like you know brings uh, the year to a uh, close. Uh, as far as like action is concerned, yes, there are about a couple of other fights that are coming up uh, here before uh, 2022. Of course, you have the, uh, you know, the annual uh, thing that goes down over in Japan uh, that happens pretty much around the, you know, the 31st or around, you know, around that time. And so uh, you do have uh, Kazudo Ioka. Uh, the WBO Super Flyweight Champion uh, there that's going to, you know, have yet another defense of that flyweight, Super Flyweight Championship against Ryuji Fukunaga. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I said it right the first time. So there you go. Um, but that kind of like, you know, ends that year, this year out, 2021. We go into 2022, uh, of course, uh, in 2022, first day there, Saturday. Uh, you do have fights that will be in Miami, uh, a heavyweight showcase uh, that is on uh, Fox pay-per-view headlined by your Luis King Kong Ortiz versus the Prince. I woke this earth like a god, Charles Martin. Uh, so you're going to have, uh, you know, a good amount of action uh, there in the heavyweight division in 2022. Uh, and that and going into that. Uh, you know, we've had like a few things that have been announced for uh, at least the first couple of months of 2022. Uh, we knew about this whole card here for January 1st with, like I said, Ortiz versus Martin. You got Frank Sanchez going up against Carlos Negron. You know, Sanchez had his win over FBA Jogba, uh, you know, back in uh, October or whatnot. Um, and then... Uh, you also have Gerald Washington against Ali Demarizin. And you have a rematch, Johnny Rice versus Michael Coffey. Of course, in the first fight, Johnny Rice was able to stop Michael Coffey. Uh, Coffey was, you know, coming up there in the heavyweight ranks and then, you know, ran into Johnny Rice and ended up getting stopped by Johnny Rice. So now they got, you know, a rematch there coming up for that particular bout. Uh, that's going to be one that I'm, you know, looking out for. I did, you know, kind of like spend a little bit of time with Johnny Rice uh, over in Las Vegas uh, last month. Uh, while he wasn't necessarily in, uh, you know, full camp, uh, but he was, you know, kind of like uh, getting a few things going uh, there, um, you know, out in the gym in Las Vegas uh, before he, you know, went into a full camp. But uh, 2022, you have, you know, of course, it's first month uh, out there. Uh, with those fights, you got, of course, Joe Smith Jr. defending his WBO light heavyweight title against Callum Johnson. Oh, if he gets through that, then I don't know. Maybe we'll see if he gets a unification bout. Uh, some say that it won't necessarily be a unification after that. Uh, it might end up being like a fight against, uh, you know, like a Daniel Jacobs or somebody like that. But you you have like Arda Better BF that, you know, did have his uh, win. You know, a couple of weeks ago, defending his unified titles there at 175. 
and that could potentially be, you know, a, a fight there for yet another unification in 2022 later on down the line. But first, Joe Smith Jr. has his defense against Callum Johnson. So, you know, we're looking forward to that. Uh, you also have the WBC featherweight champion, Mr. Gary Russell Jr. Uh, that will be fighting in Atlantic City against who is like the uh, current, so to speak, uh, mandatory contender uh, there, uh, Mark McSayo. Uh, so it'll be, you know, undefeated Mark McSayo. You know, some people call him a prospect, uh, even though he's like there at 23 and 0. Um, but he's going up against the longstanding WBC featherweight champion, Gary Russell Jr. Uh, and you also will have like uh, Tuxat Nyambayar uh, there against Vic Pasillas. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're saying uh, that um, they're going to have Evan Holyfield also uh, featured uh, in this uh, particular card, too. So we uh, definitely uh, looking forward to that. Uh, they did originally have scheduled uh, the fight between Keith Thurman and Mario Barrios for January 29th. Uh, now it has been pushed uh, down to week two, February 5th uh, there. So you're going to have Keith Thurman back in the ring uh, for the first time since his close loss to Manny Pacquiao in 2019. That's right. Keith Thurman is back uh, going up against Mario Barrios. Yes, Mario Barrios, who in his last fight got stopped by Garvante Tank Davis at 140 pounds. So uh, you do, you know, have, you know, those particular bouts. Uh, they're coming up. Uh, you know, I think you also have um, in February, you're going to have Josh Taylor defending his undisputed super lightweight titles uh, there against Jack Catterall. That's supposed to be a mandatory defense for uh, Josh Taylor. Uh, so uh, that's another uh, thing there that's coming up in February. Uh, also, Virgil Ortiz Jr. may be scheduled to uh, have his uh, next bout that's coming up. Uh, they... You know, they pretty much said that uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. could have been uh, facing uh, uh, someone there uh, in the in the WBC rankings uh, there at welterweight in David Avangian. But no, not necessarily that it will be Virgil Ortiz Jr. against Michael McKenzie, where both of those guys are ranked in the WBO. And that could potentially be a final eliminator. Uh, therefore, the WBO welterweight title currently held by Terrence Bud Crawford. So those are, you know, most of the uh, fights that are coming up here within the next, uh, you know, six to eight weeks. Um, you know, more announcements will, you know, come on down the pike uh, as far as like the uh, action uh, there in 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 uh, boxing. So uh, definitely, you know, looking forward to uh more of that action uh, that's coming up uh, right there in the sport of boxing um, for 2022. Of course, you'll you know get more announcements uh, coming uh, here later on down the line. Uh, you know, we gotta uh, see how that pretty much uh, you know turns out. I mean, I, I kind of like see that um, you know we'll we'll have you know more, most of these uh, fighters uh, here that'll kind of like set themselves up for um, bigger uh, fights uh, later on down the line, uh, so to speak. Uh, but, you know, as of right now, 
uh, this is, you know, what we have as far as like concrete, uh, so to speak. So that that is uh, kind of like uh, what I what I see uh, coming down the pipe um, here so far. Um, you know, outside of that, uh, you also had like uh, what is this? Uh, Ro Robeson Concecao versus Xavier Martinez on January 29th uh, as well. So uh, that is going to be it looks like on uh, ESPN. And, uh, you know, ESPN Deportes uh, there on January 29th, too. So, uh, Robeson Consacal versus Xavier Martinez in a uh, title eliminator there of 130 pounds, too. So, um, it's going to be uh, that. And also, you do have scheduled on February 5th, Jose Carlos Ramirez versus Jose Pedraza. Uh, there at 140 pounds. That's going to be a key fight there at 140 with the former uh, unified world champion uh, Jose Ramirez uh, there going up against uh, the two-weight world champion Jose Pedraza. So definitely uh, looking forward to that one. That That's going to be uh, a good action bout there at Fresno, California. But uh, with that being said, uh, just moving this here you know, real quick, uh wanted to get into the year in quote unquote award show uh here for the year of 2021 um you know like i said there's been a lot of action uh there in in 2021 a lot of good fights that we did have i think that you know people kind of overlooked how how many good fights that we did have um and, and uh you know kind of like didn't necessarily appreciate you know what we kind of like had uh there this year but we had a good amount of good fights uh in 2021 and you know definitely uh enjoyed a lot of the fights that did take place you know a lot of good fights at the top of the divisions uh that we had in like you know welterweight heavyweight uh super middleweight um you know, uh, also in, um, you know, super lightweight, uh, which I'll, you know, mention here uh, in a bit. And, you know, also in the super bantamweight division. So, um, you know, we definitely had a lot of great action uh, there. So um, we'll, we'll see, you know, how that kind of like uh, shapes up uh, here as, you know, we kind of like go through uh, these, you know, awards and whatnot. Um, a real quick uh, shout out to Major Key. Uh, thing with uh, he says with Joey Spencer, uh, you might make it far. It, it depends on if he humbles himself to set up, you know, knockouts versus uh, just going out and looking looking for him, and that he could be a threat at 154 pounds. Yeah, uh, he you know could develop himself as a you know viable opponent uh, there at 154 later on down the line. I mean, currently here at 154. Uh, it's still, you know, a very um, talented group at the top, uh, you know, but uh, they'll eventually, he could eventually develop himself into a well-rounded fighter uh, that could, you know, do some damage uh, there at the super welterweight division. Um, but, you know, going back into, you know, what I'm going into here with the year-end awards, so to speak, uh, you know, pretty much just have like, you know, five awards. I'm not going to, you know, really go into all a lot of this other stuff or whatnot uh but you know we have something for 
fight of the year, fighter of the year, upset of the year, knockout of the year, and prospect of the year. So we got, you know, five, yeah, that's right, five awards. This is like the first time that the Boxing Source has pretty much handed out awards, so to speak, for these categories. Uh, so we're, we're going to, you know, pretty much uh, go through those uh, here in, in this one. And wanted to start off with the fight of the year, uh, fight of the year. Now, like I was saying before, there have been a lot of great fights, uh, you know, a lot of great fights that happened over the course of this year. Um, and, you know, for me, I even, I listed like up to seven, that's right, seven uh, candidates for fight of the year, up to seven. That's right. Uh, and that, you know, doesn't even cover some of the other fights that, you know, maybe I didn't, you know, even mention or, you know, that could be that could be on here. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I put in uh, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez versus Juan Francisco Estrada, that rematch uh, that was, you know, there on March 13th. Uh, you had that undisputed uh, super lightweight bout between Jose Carlos Ramirez and Josh Taylor. You also had the undisputed title fight at 154 with Jamel Charlo and Brian Carlos Castaño. Uh, you had the um, unified heavyweight title bout between Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk. You had the WBC and lineal heavyweight title bout, uh, the third, you know, edition of Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Uh, you had the WBO uh, welterweight title fight, like I said, Terrence Crawford, Sean Porter. And you had Teofimo Lopez versus George Cambosas Jr. Uh, for the unified, that's right, unified, lightweight titles uh so yeah that was that's seven belts uh there that we had there and and i mean it was you know a great action in pretty much all of those fights um you know with the exception of the uh joshua Usyk and and uh, terence crawford uh sean porter fight you know all the other ones you know were pretty much close fights up until the end you know um, and, you know, I, I thought it was like real close, uh, here in this decision, but, yo, know, I gave the nod for fight of the year to the fight between Teofimo Lopez and George Cambosas Jr. for the unified lightweight titles. Yeah, that's right. I did. You know, uh, I know that. You know, a good amount of people would probably think that it would be Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Um, and and some kind of, you know, would say, why in the world would you not pick Fury versus Wilder? Okay. Um, one particular person that's been a longtime guest of the Boxing Source radio show would say that I'm a hater. But I'll, I'll tell it to you like this. Thing with Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder third fight, it was more of Tyson Fury pretty much dominating Deontay Wilder over the course of those 11 rounds. And with the exception of those two knockdowns that were scored, 
by Wilder, it was pretty much Fury the whole way through. The only thing to me was that Wilder kind of like showed, you know, his 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 courage and his and his uh you know toughness or whatever it is for him to you know get through a few knockdowns uh, that were scored up until that last defining uh, knockout that ended the fight. Uh, but you know, for me, it, that one was pretty much like Tyson Fury kind of like dominated uh, the fight, particularly from rounds two on. Uh, you had, you know, like they said, that that the round two, uh, I mean, the, you know, the uh, first round for uh, Deontay Wilder and then when he scored those two knockdowns. Uh, but outside of that, uh, every one of those other rounds was pretty much kind of like dominated by Tyson Fury. And so I didn't necessarily think that one would be what I would say is the fight of the year. But with Teofimo Lopez and George Cambosis Jr., you had, yes, people um, expecting Teofimo Lopez to get this win. But George Cambosis Jr. was the probably the most confident person in that arena, in that ring. And he pretty much like kind of like sent the message in the first round when he scored that flash knockdown on Teofimo Lopez. And it was more of, you know, him kind of showing that he is, you know, he felt like he was a better fighter. He was, you know, beaten, beaten. Teofimo Lopez, the punch, uh, was kind of like performing very well. But even, even with that, Teofimo Lopez had a couple of times when, you know, he was scoring shots, even though it was kind of like few and far between, particularly in the first half of that fight. But then you had the instance where Teofimo Lopez was able to land with his right hand, kind of stunned Cambosis a little bit and then be able to knock down Cambosis. And at that particular point, it looked like the momentum completely shifted over to Teofimo Lopez. And so it, it had to be an in, in instance where George Cambosis had to gather himself, be patient, and just get through that particular round. And once he was able to do that, then he you know got himself you know through that round and then through those last couple of rounds of the fight um in the championship rounds he was able to kind of like take over and say you know what let me go ahead and take this fight and he did that in the last round you know for him to kind of like get the split decision victory uh there so you know in and, and that kind of like you know pretty much said uh uh you know something that it was like a split decision in that particular bout. And, you know, even though two judges kind of like put it significantly in favor of George Cambosis, you know, one one judge did give the nod to, you know, um, Teofimo Lopez. But it ended up being a split decision. Cambosis ended up winning the fight. It was a <laughs> it was like a bloody, <laughs> bloody mess. Uh, there from Teofimo Lopez and from, you know, uh, uh, George Cambosis. And George Cambosis was able to win the unified lightweight titles in that particular bout. And, and you know, when, that, when I had the 
uh, analysis right after that fight, I pretty much said that Teofimo, uh, not Teofimo, but George Cambosas took those last couple of rounds from Teofimo Lopez, like Teofimo Lopez took those last rounds from Vasily Lomachenko last year. So for me, I think that was just a great, you know, action fight. Um, you know, enjoyed it a lot uh, and, and stuff like that there. Um, you know, uh, on the live, Major Key says, you know, it was between Estrada versus Gonzalez or Fury versus Wilder. Um, Estrada Gonzalez was, you know, very close about, um, you know, that was, you know, fairly action-packed too. Uh, thing is, a good amount of people thought that Chocolatito took that fight, you know, and that the judges, you know, just said no. It was, you know, Juan Francisco Estrada that got denied. Hopefully, we get a, you know, formal announcement of when that third fight between Chocolatito and Juan Francisco Estrada does take place. Um, you know, I'm hearing that it might be around February, could be around March, you know, around the same time that they had their last fight. Um, and, and that'll be, you know, definitely something uh, to look forward to because I think that particular fight is kind of like holding up the division uh, there. Like I, I did mention, uh, Kazuda Ioka, uh there with that WBO belt. Uh, Estrada has the, um, you know, the WBA, and he is the quote-unquote franchise champion uh, there for the WBC. So after this particular rematch, you know, maybe we could, you know, have uh, the winner face Kazuto Ayoka or uh, maybe the winner of, I think it's uh, Suriziketso Rungvasai uh, versus Carlos Quadras. Uh, therefore, the WBC title or whatever it is uh, there at Super Flyweight. So good amount of action uh, there in Super Flyweight that could be happening here within the next few months. Uh, but yeah, once you do have that rematch between Estrada and Chocolatito, uh, then the rest of that particular division will be, um, you know, kind of like shaped up right there. But like I was saying, fight of the year for me was Teofimo Lopez versus George Cambosas Jr. And like I said, man, uh, those other fights that I mentioned, all of them were uh, very good, very enjoyable you know, for me and, and, and stuff like that. So, so there was that. Uh, next up uh, for this uh, awards uh, thing here is for fighter of the year. Uh, you know, it would be, you know, to a fighter that kind of like, you know, did his thing and, you know, had, you know, either big wins or, you know, had great performances, uh, you know, over the course of the year. Um and, you know, for me, I pretty much just broke it down to uh, four fighters. Um, uh, you had Gavante Tank Davis uh, with two fights. Uh, he, you know, had his knockout victory over Mario Barrios uh, at the end of June of this year. And then, you know, a few weeks ago had his win over Isak Cruz Gonzalez. Uh, so you had Gavante Tank Davis. Uh, you also have. Alexander Usyk, uh, who was able to, you know, become the unified heavyweight champion of the world uh, with his win over Anthony Joshua, uh, that to me was kind of like one one of my favorite uh, fights, you know, uh, this year. You know, it was 
you know, two uh, guys that are very skilled uh, there in the heavyweight division. Uh, Anthony Joshua had been a two-time uh, unified heavyweight champion. Uh, they're going up against Alexander Usyk, the former undisputed cruiserweight champion, uh, one of the most decorated amateur fighters uh, out there. Uh, also, you know, had uh, v- uh, good success there in the uh, semi-pro ranks before getting into, you know, um, uh, the, uh, you know, the pro ranks here. So, uh, so there was that. Um, so you had uh, Alexander Usyk, Gavante Tank Davis, Saul Canelo Alvarez, or Santo Saul Alvarez Barragan. Uh, of course, he was able to get all the belts in a super middleweight division, most notably with his uh, stoppage wins over uh, Billy Joe Saunders uh, over in Texas, and then the win over Caleb Plant uh, in Las Vegas to become the undisputed super middleweight champion. And you have Stephen Fulton. Uh, Stephen Fulton, uh, who, you know, had uh, his uh, thing there where he could have fought Angelo Leo last year, uh, but it it had been delayed due to, you know, Fulton testing positive for COVID. Uh, So he had his fight with Angelo Leo at the start of 2021, was able to get a unanimous decision victory there, and then go up against Brandon Figueroa for the Unified Super Weight Championships with the WBC and WBO and get a majority decision win there. So those are my four uh, candidates for Fighter of the Year. And for me, the Fighter of the Year for 2021 is... Uh, oh boy, Stephen Fulton. That, yep, that's right. No, it's not Canelo Alvarez. I didn't necessarily pick Canelo Alvarez. I picked Cool Boy Stephen Fulton. And the reason why I picked Cool Boy Stephen Fulton is because in this particular division, the Super Bantamweight division, uh, you know, uh, that um, the thing is, is that um, you know, with that. Um, you had him going up against Angelo Leo, undefeated fighter. Then he was able to get that unanimous decision win over Angelo Leo and then turn around and then go up against the heartbreaker, Brandon Figueroa. You know, uh, Figueroa had been coming off of his win against Luis Neri um, where he stopped Luis Neri, and you know there are people that were saying like, "Oh, yeah, Brandon Figueroa, man, he's heartbreaker. He, you know, got linked and and in reach and all that type of stuff, and that he could get a uh, cold boy Stephen Fulton." But in that particular fight, man, over in Las Vegas, oh uh, man, like Stephen Fulton pretty much fought like a great fight. Beat, you know, he beat Brandon Figueroa to the punch multiple times. Uh, Brandon Figueroa, you know, being a, a a fighter that even though he's tall and he has reach, he loves to fight on the inside. And for me, uh, Stephen Fulton was able to get get in there on the inside and and fight with Brandon Figueroa, and that multiple times was able to get the better of Figueroa over the course of that fight. 
And, you know, I know that it looked like it was a, a majority uh, decision when, uh, therefore, Stephen Fulton, you know, um, it was that I just felt like he uh, pretty much uh, won that fight fairly clearly. And, you know, with those two performances over Angelo Leo and Brandon Figueroa, that just uh, makes me put in Stephen Fulton as the fighter of the year. Yeah, he did have Canelo Alvarez, uh, did get his, you know, TKO victories, you know, over Billy Joe Saunders and Kayla Plant. But, you know, the thing with Canelo Alvarez is that, you know, pretty much like everybody uh, heavily favored Canelo Alvarez to defeat Billy Joe Saunders and Kayla Plant. You know, even though Caleb Plant looked like he was going to be that, you know, slick boxer that, you know, had a lot of skills and things and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's still Canelo. And for me, if you're not able to hurt Canelo, it doesn't matter, like, how how much skills you have. He's going to find a way to find you. He's going to find a way to break you down. And then he's going to find a way to stop you. And that's exactly what he did there against Caleb Plant. So, for me, that's why I put cool boy Stephen Fulton as the 2021 Fighter of the Year right there. So, uh, that that's who I got as Fighter of the Year. I know that, you know, a few people will probably disagree with that. Uh, but, you know, given who Stephen Fulton was fighting, uh, and pretty much if, if uh, you go, like, back in the day or whatever it is to, like, how the odds were, in reference to his fights against Angelo Leo and against Brandon Figueroa, you know, you would pretty much see that it was much closer than uh, would be for like Canelo Alvarez uh, being a favorite over Billy Joe Saunders and uh, Caleb Plant right there. So, yeah, I know that Canelo was fairly busy uh, this year, but, you know, fighting Andy Yoderum, Billy Joe Saunders and, and uh, Caleb Plant, yeah, kind of get it, but it's Canelo, man. You know, El Campeon, you know. So, um, yeah, big big ups to you, Major Key, man. Uh, thanks for the support uh, there. Thanks for the support uh, there in the live chat. Um, let's see. What would I go with uh, next? Either upset of the year or KO of the year. Uh, man, uh, I pretty much uh, like would uh, go through um, the thing for uh, uh upset of the year you know um i'm gonna see if uh you know for those that are you know in here uh live you can pretty much like join in the conversation of uh you know who who y'all thought who y'all thought was like the fighter of the year fighter of the year and 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 stuff like that so put in the the link for that uh there that's for the live chat if you're listening in through the podcast uh you will have to you know kind of like join in uh, live uh, next week um, when we have our next show, uh, either January 2nd or uh, January 3rd is when our next uh, scheduled show is going to be. Uh, but I will go um, in the direction of let's go upset of the year. Uh, I have five. I have five candidates for upset of the year, five candidates for upset of the year. Uh, first candidate uh, happened 
you know, in August of this year with uh, your Dennis Ugas uh, getting a unanimous decision win over Emmanuel Dapijan's Pacquiao, or as a lot of people know him as Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, it was uh, your Dennis Ugas who, you know, came in there as the quote-unquote real WBA welterweight champion as Manny Pacquiao did kind of like announce his return to the ring. He was supposed to fight Errol Spence Jr., but Errol Spence Jr. Uh, had to be scratched out due to an eye injury. Uh, Manny Pacquiao did petition for that WBA belt to be, you know, in, in his possession as he was the WBA champion uh, before his uh, inactivity, but the WBA said no, and they allowed Udenis Ugas to keep that super title. And then uh, he was able to face Manny Pacquiao and ended up getting a you know decision win over Manny Pacquiao uh, there uh, to keep that WBA title and end up quote unquote retiring Manny Pacquiao as that was the last fight for Manny Pacquiao's extensive career. So you have that. Uh, next candidate is Gabriel Rosado's knockout win over Beckmanter Melkuziev. Uh, Beck the bully uh, had like a good amount of momentum there in the super middleweight division. And he was going up against the veteran Gabe Rosado. Uh, had a couple of rounds where he was doing fairly well, but not necessarily hurting Gabe Rosado. And Gabe pretty much showed his level of experience setting up Beck, Beckmanter. And then he was able to catch him, you know, with a knockout uh, there in the third round or so. And uh, that was um, and that was uh, a big shock to a lot of uh, fight fans uh, there. Uh, before I like get in the, uh, you know, get in the next uh, candidate. Uh, what I'm going to do is add in a guest here on the live show. Uh, someone who, you know, has a. A uh, very good YouTube channel, uh, has multiple guests on his YouTube channel, uh, and also has uh, very good discussions uh, on on his channel there uh, that was, you know, on this live chat uh, participating. Now he's jumping in here. Major Key Boxing in the building. What's going on? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Oh, uh, man, I'm doing all good, man. Doing all good. Just wrapping the year up, man. Uh, you know, pretty good. Uh, yeah. I wasn't going to let you go dolo. Like, I was listening. Hoping somebody would jump in, but nobody did, you know. So I'm gonna come up in here, you know, and uh, and and add some thoughts, you know, because I know everybody, like you said, not not everybody agrees, you know, but it's still, you know, it's, it's boxing. Some some of it's subjective, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah, we we you know do have a lot of differences in opinions in in the sport of boxing and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. but uh, that kind of like keeps the keeps the sport active, you know, outside of the fights itself is, you know, people talking about it, you know, so. Absolutely. So there's that. Um, yeah, I was just going over the stuff for uh, candidates for upset of the year. I did have uh, your Dennis Ugas over Manny Pacquiao as one candidate. Gabe Rosado's knockout win over Beck the Bully, Beck Material Melkuziev as another candidate. Um, the next one is who, you know, I just had as uh, fight of the year. George Cambosa's win over Teofimo Lopez, uh, there for upset of the year, uh, is another candidate. Um, and you have a uh, fourth candidate is Kiko Martinez's knockout win over Kid Galahad. 
I'm just thinking about that fight, yo. <laughs> yo. I'm sorry, man. Kid Gallahan got knocked him. Yo. Yo. And you, you heard them, com- them commentators were crazy, bro. Like, like, they couldn't oh, believe man. it. Like, oh, yeah. shit. Gallahan. Yeah. What? yeah, man. Yeah, that, 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 that was a good one, man. That one was a good one. And the other uh, candidate is uh, from earlier this year. Mauricio Lara's stoppage win over Josh Warrington. Mm. Uh, that was another win. And man, from those five, it, it you know that it, it's pretty close for you know for upset of the year, man. But oh man, um, shoot, man, you know what? <sighs> this one might have to be a tie. I don't know, man, because I had I had you know one fight particularly as the upset here, but I might but I might put it as a tie because I have Mauricio Lara's win over Josh Warrington as the upset of the year, but man, that Kiko Martinez win, yo, mm. <laughs> that mm. one like that really shocked me, man, because yeah. You know, I, I thought Kid Galahad was just gonna, you know, go in there and just do his thing, boxing or whatnot. Uh, but man, that was just another example of uh, uh, the thing there with uh, matchroom boxing uh, this year. I mean, you have the, these guys that you know out there in the UK, they you know build them up and build them up, you know, promote them well and all that, and that's cool. And then all of a sudden. They bring in a, a, a fighter from Mexico to face these guys, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and once they find out that you know these guys really don't have that much pop there over in the UK, it yeah. can't hurt these Mexican fighters. Once they get hit, uh oh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh man, but yo that 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 thing with uh, Martinez and Galahad uh, when they had that clear first first knockdown. When Galahad got floored, I was like, oh, snap. Then it got to yeah. the end of the round. And then the beginning of the next round came up. And then he hit him with the same yeah, punch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, for me. Yo. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah, you got it. No, I was going to say for me, uh, by process of elimination, um, those two fights, I feel like. Kid Galahad and uh, Josh Warrington were getting uh, really hyped up um, without the experience. Uh, similar to um, uh, to Beck the Bully, um, you know what I mean? He only had what five fights when he got knocked out, or how many yeah, fights did he had? Pretty much around that 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 range, yeah, you know, about like five. And, and Gabe has always been a dog, you know what I'm saying? So those three fights by process of elimination, I have to take those out real quick, and then it goes to. Um, uh, what was the other? I know the George Cambosis and uh, Lopez, and what was the other one? Oh, Ugas uh, Pacquiao. Oh, Ugas Pacquiao. Okay, so Ugas Pacquiao. Um, I I was a, a little upset because I felt like the PBC had uh, uh, knowledge that Errol Spence, uh, Spence's eye, and I made mo- multiple videos about it. That uh, and because uh, Ugas was sparring um, uh, Southpaw, you know what I'm saying? Um, he was sparring Southpaws. Uh, 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 like a, a couple of weeks in advance of that announcement, but the person that he was supposed to fight was an orthodox fighter, and then they they both came out 
uh, Spence and um, Ugat's original opponent because he was supposed to be on undercard, and they both had eye injuries, and they both uh, said it the same day. So I had already said that, hey, you know, this looks like a little fishy to me. You know what I mean? So it was still a com- like it was competitive, but Ugas was obviously the bigger man with the longer reach and the Cuban style, and uh, old Manny Pacquiao couldn't handle that. So so Ugas legitimately won that, but I just feel like there was some some you know shit going on in the background as far as like how it was set up. But uh, with the Cambosos um, Teal fight, now Teal was talking shit for a long time, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, this is just a mandatory. He ain't shit. I'm gonna fuck him up. Uh, Junior Lopez the pop, yo, bet your house on it. Bet your house the first three rounds. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't lose. You know, yo, I'm, I hope nobody actually bet their house on that. One. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Cambos is actually for me that was the upset of the year. I know you said it was a fight of the year, but I, that, that to me that was the upset of the year. I mean, from from an odd standpoint, I think um, the thing for um, Cambosis and Lopez. Pretty much had the same odds as Lopez versus uh, Lomachenko. Um, mm-hmm. In last year, I was, you know, at least for me personally, I was able to win, you know, good money on that uh, Lopez Lomachenko fight. Uh, yeah. And 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 I just had like some some thoughts of going for this one, but I just said I just held back on it. Um, same situation I mean, for me. Yeah, I did the same exact thing. I won yeah. money on Teal last year, yeah, and I lo- I didn't bet this year because I, I I was I was hesitant because I was like, man, it's around uh this time of year. I don't want to be like betting money like on yeah. on something like this, you know? Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, I I, I kind of like uh, yeah, held out myself, man. Um, and the thing about it was like um, like. How that whole thing with Teofimo kind of like came up, up leading into that, you know, particular bout was like he it didn't look like he was really in it. And I should have just seen that because, you know, the original scheduled, you know, date for it, like in June, like they had postponed it. Um, it yeah, was, June for, 5th, you know, June, June 10th. No, nah, it, uh, it was uh, it was like that first weekend of June because. Yeah, June 5th. That's what I'm saying. June 5th. Yeah. And then June Juneteenth. Then it got yeah. pushed back again. Then it got yeah. Yeah, it got pushed back like three or four times. Yeah, about three or four times. He had the whole thing with uh, you know, uh Triller losing the losing the bout, you know, and it ends up on uh matchroom and stuff like that. And then, you know, Teofima Lopez having issues with weight. You know, that's pretty much what I was hearing. Um yeah. And then I guess I mean now we see like after this fight that he had like a, a lot of internal issues too, so I mean that you know kind of like could have set set things up for you know perfect setup for an upset there, uh, and, and his wife left him too, you know yeah yeah, but um you know shout out about to it. Bruce the chat oh what's that oh Bruce yeah shout out to Bruce man shout out to Bruce live uh, live here. Uh man, salute to Bruce goes uh in the building. Um yeah, that 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 particular, you know, leading into that fight, it was just like, you know, a lot of chaos, I guess, on uh Teofimo's side, but he was, you know, kind of like acting, everything was all good. Uh you seen him, you know, making appearances left and right. Uh he was talking trash to uh Devin Haney. 
Uh, he was like showing off his physique before. Uh, what was it? The Wilder Fury three, whatever it is. But like I was saying, uh, with the thing when I kind of like put this as fight of the year, George Cambosis was ready to fight this guy. You know, he was ready to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think part of the reason why I didn't necessarily uh, put you know money on it was because I wasn't completely confident in George Cambosis giving off his previous fight that he had. You know, where he got the win, but. When I saw it live, I didn't feel like he won, you know. So mm-hmm. maybe that was it. But you know, George Kimbosis came in there to fight and he came in there to win and he, you know, pretty much showed that, you know, he could, you know, be in there and compete against, you know, at least, you know, Teofimo Lopez. Uh, uh hopefully for uh Cambosis, uh he gets a good, you know, good couple fights in in twenty twenty two. Um, really, you know, looking forward to seeing who he's going to end up fighting next. Hopefully, it's Devin Haney, but who knows, you know. So, yeah. but yeah, uh, I mean, that as another, you know, candidate for, you know, upset of the year. But yeah, like I said, man, those <laughs> those KO wins to me, man, I was like, oh snap, and yo, I was like, but yeah, that Kiko Martinez one, and then Mauricio Lara, mm-hmm. and the thing about it is with Mauricio Lara, right. They had an immediate, they pretty much had an immediate rematch. And if it wasn't for like the cuts happening early, I felt like Mauricio Lara was going to beat Josh Warrington again. And if he beat him again, man, that would have been real bad for Josh Warrington. Yeah. 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 They, they were hyping him up, man. You know what I mean? But no, no, I mean, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the Kiko Martinez one. You know what I mean? Um, you know. It's just, you know, like like everything else in life, you know what I mean? Whatever you feel is more valuable, you know what I'm saying? And I felt like um, with, with, with all the shit talking, because at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yo, it's just all the shit that I've been on, uh, like I've been part of all these conversations with with, with Bill Haney and, and, and Junior Lopez and, and all this beef back and forth the whole, like for the last year and a half, yeah. you know? And, and, and to, to see what happened to, to Tio after all of that shit, it's like, bro, <laughs> you you got you got upset, bro. You got humbled now, and he even he even posted that shit on IG. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta be humble, you know? Yeah, and the thing is, like, it, it, even but after the fight, it was like he he didn't really, you know, completely accept it. He was like, "Yo, I won the fight. Uh, mm-hmm. I won, you know, I won it eleven two. I mean, ten two. And this ain't over." The takeover is still here and, and this, that. And, you know, he was still, like, doing backflips and all that type yeah. of stuff. And I'm Deni- like, Denial, bro. Denial. Denial. Yeah. yeah. You know what so. I'm saying? And then he went to the hospital, figured out so- that something else was wrong, too. Like, yeah. damn, you know, maybe maybe you weren't thinking right, bro. And, you know, finally, I guess people spoke to him uh, multiple times or something. And, and finally, like, it got through to him that, hey, you know what? Shit, it's, it's on the judges, man. It, it was a unanimous, uh, unanimous decision. It wasn't even a split. No, nah, they had a split. It was a split? Who, who had it for Tio? Somebody had it for Tio? Yeah, they had it 114-113 for Tio. Damn. Damn, I forgot about that then, bro. Shit. Yeah, man. But... Yeah, that that yeah, that one, you know, to me was like a very good fight. And yeah, that was a you know good upset. It's just that, yeah, those two those two fights kind of like stood out. 
And and for me, with those two fights, with the the uh, Warrington and Galahad fight, right? It was kind of funny because at the beginning of the year, Josh Warrington, you know, had he had the IBF title, and then he ended up giving it up because one, he couldn't get a unification bout, you know, put together, and then since he couldn't get that unification bout. He's they still had Kit Galahad as his mandatory, and he had already fought Kit Galahad, you know, a couple years ago. <laughs> so he's like, Man, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and give up this belt before fighting Mauricio Lara. And he gets beat up, and then Kit Galahad ends up winning the, the uh vacant belt against Johnson Dickens. And then this is pretty much like his first defense against Kiko Martinez, and he gets knocked out. <laughs> I'm like, Oh. Yo, that was just that was just funny, man. I, I yeah, I, I was just uh you know really uh blown by that one. Uh yeah, what, what Nadal versus uh, uh Eddie Murray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah man. Um uh the next next one uh here for my award is knockout of the year. Yeah, we get had like a few uh good knockouts uh, out there. Um uh, you had like uh one uh candidate that you know I've mentioned uh here in reference to like a candidate for um you know upset of the year Gabe Brazado's knockout of uh Beck Material Uh you also had Tyson Fury's knockout over Deontay Wilder uh F.A. Jogba's knockout win early early this year uh against Brian Howard and uh even though it wasn't necessarily Someone getting floored, but I had to put this on here because it was just uh, 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 it, it was a uh, Chris Tucker, which one of y'all hit me moment when Alicia Baumgartner stopped Terry Harper. That one, yo, that was that was crazy. And you also have Oscar Valdez's knockout win over Miguel Burchelt for him to win that WBC uh, super featherweight title. And uh, from those five candidates, man, um, uh, I, w- I would say it's fairly close, but I gave the nod to Oscar Valdez's knockout over Miguel Burchelt. That one was like a definitive knockout. Like, bang. We, we agreed on this one. We, yeah. we definitely agree on this one. It, and that Baumgartner one was close, too, though. Yeah, that yo, that one, yo, I mean, when, when Baumgartner was hitting her, hitting her with those uh, right hands, during the fight, you kind of like seen that Terry Harper wasn't necessarily ready for that, and then when she hit him with that right hand and just paused her and had to stand up, like, yeah, that that was crazy. That 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 shows you, man, that like how the human body can be confused and shit. Yeah, and and that that shit like kind of was like, yo, her whole body just froze. I was like, damn. But yeah, I, yep. I man, that that Valdez went over Burchell. That was just uh. A definitive knockout victory uh, there for Oscar Valdez for him to win that WBC belt. And that was like probably one of the, uh, you know, more, uh, you know, better performances uh, by a fighter in a, in, in a fight of that magnitude. I thought that Valdez really, you know, kind of like show, showed himself uh, to be uh, very good in that fight against Miguel Birch out there. So, uh, you know, I kind of like put that. I put that one over uh, Tyson Fury's uh, knockout win over Deontay Wilder. Although, you know, um, 
that that almost that almost like mimicked uh Ivan Drago there versus Apollo Creed because yeah. <laughs> I was waiting that was, for uh, that was a good fight though. That was a good that was a great fight, right? <sighs> but the thing is, as far as knockout, you know, while the year he did go in on his face and all that, but the the way that uh, Valdez uh, hit Bertel, man, like like that that shit was set up beautifully. Boom, yeah. the upper he he was working on that like all the previous rounds, and he finally caught him with it. Yeah, and the weight went down. It was like undeniable. Like, okay, this fight's over. Yeah, this fight's yeah, this fight's done. Um, yeah, I did like you know mention the thing there with Gabe Rosado over Break the Bully and the Effie yeah. Jogba one over Brian Howard. That one was just like you know, man, that one hurt because I think it was like Brian Howard's mom or or something like that. Like recently, uh, like transition, uh, you know, soon before that fight. So he was like going in there. You know, with a heavy heart and stuff, and then, yeah. man, he got he got hit with a hit with the instance of hand down, man down, because his left hand was low, pretty much dropped his you know dropped his left hand, and then that just opened it up for FS Jogba to throw that right hand, and he just like yeah. took him like out, and I was like, damn, man. But yeah, for me, it was uh yeah Oscar Valdez uh, there over uh, Miguel Burchell uh, there for knockout of the year. Um, Last one I got is uh, prospect of the year. I mean, this one pretty much could, you know, go kind of like anywhere because for some reason, like, the term prospect gets thrown <laughs> out a lot, you know. Uh, big up Troy yeah, Grant. You got, pro- you, got, you got prospects, uh, contenders, and, you know, and shit like that, and people confuse yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I had, like, four candidates uh, there for prospect of the year. Um, I have uh Nahir Albright as uh one candidate there for a prospect of the year, Jesus Ramos, uh, also uh there as a prospect of the year, uh, Jared Anderson, uh, is another candidate, and Xander Zayas. Uh, there we go. Uh, I was hoping you, I was hoping you would say that. That's my pick right there. Was right? Five fights, five, and it's not just because he's Puerto Rican, it's just yeah, because it's five, five fights, man, and they were all impressive, man. Yeah, five fights, man. Five fights. Uh and you know, and my pick of uh prospect of the year uh for this one, man, is yeah, is it, Xander Zayas, man. It's Xander Zayas. Uh but shout out to Jared though. Shout out to Jared. Jared yeah, did the same as man. Yeah, Jared's my guy. Uh, you know, I have a couple of um, you know, uh you know, um close friends that are, you know, uh good good uh friends with like his head trainer there, so um, I was able to, you know, get in touch with his head trainer um, uh, there. So Coach Derry Riley, shout out to Coach Derry Riley, uh, their head trainer for Jared Anderson. But yeah, Xander Zayas is my uh, prospect of the year. I uh, want to see if I could uh, get in another guest here for the live uh, coming in. Uh, hopefully he's doing, you know, a little bit better. I know that he's still looking forward uh, to his uh, to, to me, uh, you know. Uh, getting him for that bet, so we so we got to get with me uh, uh next year uh when when uh next month, man, uh so we can get that uh done, man. It's Troy Graham in the building. What's up? Bless What's up, Boxer Hey, bless up, Boxer Sauce Major Key. Yeah, I'm a I'm gonna be down there uh pretty soon because I'm driving to my cousin's house to pick up some pick up my auntie Curry goat, right? Yeah. Oh, so shoot. Oh kill, man, I'll kill Curry two. goat. Oh man. Yeah, I killed. 
But oh. listen, I can't hear y'all. Yeah, you're breaking up, Troy. Okay. Yeah, you know, how about now? Can you hear me better now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I tell you who the knockout of the year is to me. Provetkin knocking out White. That was just a brilliant setup and finish. Because I don't oh, know any other heavy. Was. That was last yeah. year. Was it? Yeah. yeah it the was? second fight was this year. Yeah, second fight oh, okay, in uh, well, Gibraltar was this year, yeah. Okay, well, well, yeah, well you know my apologies. Yeah, that was definitely knockout of the year last year, man. That that was perfect. Yeah, the setup and everything was brilliant, man. Hey, um, boxing sauce, I got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah, you know how long you been doing the podcast thing, man? Uh, man, this is the sixth season, actually. Oh, six. Okay, wow. Okay, six, man. I just. I just started, man. I just started. I might have to pick your brain a little bit, but go ahead, man. Go on mute. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but um, Xander Zayas to me, man. Yeah, I was talking about the thing there for prospect of the year. Uh, I was at the uh, you know, fight card in Atlanta. Um, you know, when he was you know in there, uh, he had you know his uh good performance there in that particular bout against Dan Carpency. Uh, you know, ch chopped it up with him for a little bit. Um, you know, and, and immediately after that fight, you know, they were saying that he was, you know, going to be back in the ring uh, December 11th. And that's what, you know, happened. He was there at Madison Square Garden against Alessio Mastro Nunzio and was able to just get a quick, you know, one round TKO victory. And, you know, like I said, man, that's what? Six fights. Six fights uh, there this year. You know what I'm saying? So, look at that shit. I met him. Uh, well, I didn't meet him. I, um, I seen him live though uh, over there in Kissimmee, uh, April twenty fourth card with Berlanga versus Demond Nicholson, um, and uh, and I seen I seen Josue Vargas outside, but uh, but he was just surrounded by he was a short dude and surrounded by a bunch of females. I was like, I'm a big ass dude, but what I look like trying to interrupt these females talking to him, you know what I mean? For a picture or nothing like that, something like that, you know. So yeah, yeah and I kept it moving. Yeah, and. Uh... Yeah, the thing with uh, Zayas, man, he was able to, you know, get, you know, guys like, uh, you know, like I said, Dan Carpency. Uh, he had his uh, win over uh, James Martin earlier this year. Yeah, that's the same uh, James Martin. After losing to Xander Zayas, he had his next fight against Vito Melnicki and was able to beat Vito Melnicki, uh, thereby majority decision. And what's crazy is, and then in his next fight, he ended up fighting Joey Spencer uh, instead of, uh, you know, Vito in, in a, uh, you know, rematch there uh, and lost by unanimous decision. So that was something there. He was able to fight three uh, top level prospects uh, yeah. <laughs> in the same year, you know. But, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what's up. But yeah. Uh, you know, big up Xander Zayas, though. He, he is, you know, someone to definitely watch out for uh, there at 154. For now, because he definitely looks like he's gonna be at 160, um, you know, and doing some things there at 160. So I think they're really gonna be able to build him up pretty well uh, there at 160. But uh, for next year, I think that he will be. Um, if he's not fighting in March, I think that they're trying to set up something for 
you know, Puerto Rican uh, Day Parade weekend, if they have that back in New York once again, and, you know, they'll have him and, you know, they'll have the chosen one, Edgar Berlanga, uh, there too. So they'll probably put those two guys in the same card around that uh, Puerto Rican Day uh, Parade weekend if they have it uh, there once again. So, that, uh, you know, be on the lookout for that, man. Cause know that uh, split, yeah, bro. Uh, Yo, you you ever been out there for Puerto Rican Day Parade? No, I haven't. I haven't. Dude, like I'm gonna tell you, I grew up in that in that uh, environment because they have uh the 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 they have the the main one is in the Bronx, yeah. But then they have one uh smaller one in Manhattan. But uh the main one around that time is in the Bronx, yeah. And it is it goes up Grand Concourse, uh, which is like a big ass street. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And yeah, uh, that, yeah, I've been I've been I've been past Grand Concourse, man. That yo, he got like the uh. South Bronx. What is it like the double? It's like the double. Um, like they got somewhere it like separates both ways coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The median, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been past that, bro. Yo. Yeah, you don't find that too much in the Bronx, but but you did, you definitely got that in the Grand Concourse. You know what I mean? And it yeah. leads up to well, it leads up to uh 161st, which if you make a right, like if you're coming from the North Bronx. You go up to 161st Street and you make a right, there's, there goes Yankee Stadium two blocks up. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. All right, I got yeah. a question for you, uh, that boxing sauce. All right. What does it look like on the fight scene in 220 in uh, 2022, two for the DMV? Now, I'm talking about D.C., Virginia, Ooh. you know, D.C., um, Maryland, yeah. Virginia. You know, outside of the thing for – um. Like when they'll do another beltway battles, uh, I think that's gonna be planned for February. I gotta talk with um, you know, um, a few folks on that because they're trying to see if they could do the rematch there for Kobe Abridi, uh, and Suleiman Sagawa, um, there at that uh, entertainment and sports complex. But outside of that, I hadn't, I haven't really seen much for. Uh, fights being in this area and um, you know I, I'm not necessarily sure uh, how that's going to uh, shape up because you got like a few things that are uh, coming up uh, here within uh, the DC area so I, I, I you know I, I'm not sure how that's going to work out gotcha you know uh, what about our our you know a mutual acquaintance chop chop oh with chop um you know, Chop did, you know, kind of like mention that uh, he wanted to, you know, get in there with, uh, you know, the young cat there, you know. Yeah, the young um, boy. Yeah, so, uh, our, you know, our guys, but, you know, I'm not necessarily sure if he's going to get in there with Jaleel Hackett or not. Um, you know, I would have to talk with, um, you know, a few guys there within uh, – Mayweather promotions, um, you know, my guy uh Derek Curry Did you say uh, Mayweather? here in this area. So uh he'll he'll probably tell me a little bit more about you know what'll happen with uh Jalil Hackett. Um but you know he um Derek Curry is definitely gonna be involved in uh that beltway battles if uh you know Kobe Abridi has that rematch against Suleiman Sagawa. So um I think that's I more got you. anything be the, coming from Gary uh, Russell. Uh, the Gary Russell joint that's gonna be in Atlantic City. Oh, uh, with Gary Russell Jr., Mark McSyle, that's in Atlantic City, uh, Bogota. Right, right. You know anything coming from Headbangers? 
Uh, haven't seen anything quite yet from Headbangers. I might have, you know, uh, talk with, you know, um, uh, Bo- uh, Patrice Harris or, uh, you know, uh, coach, uh, coaches out there. So I had to see how that, that'll work out. And, uh, you know, and major key, what does it look like in Florida, man, on the fight scene for 20, uh, 2022? So to be honest with you, man, um, it, this shit is open over here, man, but we also seen the worst cases of this uh, new Omicron or whatever. Um, this shit is like the worst since the, this shit started, um, you know, so since since COVID started, period, right? And so so right now, everybody, like, you know, there's a lot of hesitation, but, you know, people are people out here that they just, they just like, I've I never seen Walmart so busy. I know Walmart gets busy on Christmas Eve, but i never seen it get so busy in my life, bro. Like there was police outside telling people, like turning people away, like 20 minutes before the store closed. You know what I mean? Like, so, so people are gathering regardless, but you know what I mean? Um, there's, there's a little bit of hesitation because, you know, when you invest in your money, the promoters not going to want to like, uh, you know, risk, you know, putting yourself in a predicament where you could actually get, uh, uh, you know, some COVID and, and lose their money, you know? Right. I got you. Hey, I guess that's a question. I got some good news for you, but I can't. I'm not going to tell the name. I got somebody for us that uh, definitely wants to come on. uh, And uh, this cat is uh, is like an upper echelon in boxing. He's not a fighter, but he's he's basically, you know, he's involved in something that's very powerful that that people always, always argue about. Mm. And so, you know, Mm. I'm going to. Uh, actually, I'm gonna call you. Uh, I'm gonna call you during the week, and uh, you Damn, two could talk, you gave, right? You, gave, you just gave the channel a parable here, bro, like a little riddle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, nah, on, nah, nah. You, you know, know I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm mysterious <laughs> sometimes, but you know, even though I've been sick, I've been feeling better, so I've been putting some work in, man. I'm glad you're feeling better, bro. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Okay, boxing sauce. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, giving out, giving out little teases uh, here and there. Uh, you know, later on down the line for uh, you know the the um, YouTube shows there. But you know, we'll definitely uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I kind of like to see that. You know, I'm putting you know my putting my ear on the ground as far as like you know a lot of these boxing shows uh, that are you know coming up, man. Uh, you know, like I said, I mean, you'll have a few things happening uh, here within these first couple of weeks of January or whatnot. But, you know, after that, uh, I'm, you know, I, I want to be, you know, optimistic in, in reference to that. So, I mean, we'll have to see. I, I just feel like uh, at least the, the very first few weeks uh, we'll be able to have uh, things as scheduled. Uh, but outside of that, uh, it just depends on, you know, where, you know, uh, people want to do stuff or promoters want to do stuff that'll kind of like determine if, you know, we have, you know, fights happening there or if you have to go through a few things here and there or whatnot. So um, I, I don't think that it will kind of like really delay things, so to speak, but there's going to be probably a little bit, a few more uh, quote unquote safety protocols. Uh, at you know some of these venues in order for the, these uh, events mm-hmm. to kind of like uh, go through, so that's the thing. I agree uh, with that. that. So that's what I'm saying because uh, because uh, during the pandemic, Florida became like the 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 you know the the, the bubble for everybody. 
But yeah. Texas has a bunch of great fighters that that uh, is and Texas thinks just like Florida. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of similar shit in Texas in, that 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 happened in Florida. You know, um, and so uh, so when it comes down to it, you know, uh, with the they, they're probably going to put like all these little you know things in place to try to promote safety, promote this and this and that. But uh, but I doubt that they'll force them. Like like even in, in like at the stores and stuff like that, it says masks recommended. But you could just go in there without a mask. They ain't gonna say shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They don't even have their mask. Masks are recommended, but they don't even have their mask on. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, you know yeah. it's it's like that. Um, Florida, I'm pretty sure it's like that in Texas. And there's some loose states with it. Uh, but there, there yeah. there's other states that are more uh, restrictive about it. So yeah. uh, you know uh, the promoters are gonna look for these places, like you said. Uh, promoters are going to look for these places with looser restrictions and, uh, and you know, make sure that, uh, you know, they have less of a chance of their fight not happening. Yep. Also, yep. you know, Bucks and Sauce, right? Mm-hmm. I also want to talk to you, man, about doing some live stuff because I know you go to the local live stuff, but, you know, you haven't been to Baltimore, right? Uh, not not for any uh, boxing events up there, no. I tell you what I'm going to I tell you what we should do, man. I'll give you the heads up on the fights that's coming up in Baltimore, uh, and you give me the heads up that's coming, the fights that's coming up in DC, and you could actually go to the live, and you know I could do, I could do a live because I don't like crowd, I don't like crowds based on, based on what I'm dealing with in my life. I don't like being around a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you know, you do the live, you're there live, and I'm and I'm talking to you, and you're giving me play by play while I'm on the live. That sound like something something you want to do? Uh, that could work, you know. Uh, you okay. know, we could like work something like that out. Um, you know how, how that would go, you well, know, talk- depending on the venues and stuff like that. So, that yeah, that could, uh, do. Yeah, definitely. So, be like me, you and Major could do that because it's is is usually a bunch of fights. They usually got some at the rate. Sure. What's it called, the sure. Rose Cross? Sure. summarize everything I need to, you know, go through in this uh, particular podcast, man. I uh, think, you know, everyone that's uh, joined here on the live, uh, you know, uh, podcast here and uh, this being the year end uh, show, I mean, we've kind of, you know, gone through, um, you know, mostly everything uh, here in this particular year uh, was a very good year, like I was saying earlier. Uh, and, you know, I kind of look forward to seeing what could happen here in uh, 2022 and, um, you know, with that being said, uh, this kind of like uh, brings this particular podcast to a close. And like I said, at the end of every show, folks, point of boxing is a hit and I can hit not to stand and trade. On that note, I'm out. Have a good evening and have a safe New Year's Day. Wait, 